Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Reconciling Grace. My name is Pete Vecchi, and I am joined today uh, via internet by Pastor Don McDonald. Pastor Mac, we call him. He is uh, coming to us from Danforth, Illinois. And Mick Wells is here in the studio. And we are going to do part two of a discussion that we started last time on looking for Jesus' return. And Mick, I'm glad you're in the studio because you're the one who's leading this. And I don't know how well we'd have been able to do this uh, remotely, but uh, I'm glad you're here. And I'd just like to uh, turn it over to you now and see where we're going from here today. Okay, thanks, Pete. Well, it is good to be here. I have been self-quarantined for so long. I probably still should be, but you're right. It is better to record in person here. Um, we've been talking about looking for Jesus' return. And I have to tell you that it's not not just Christians who study end times prophecy who are, who are wondering what's going on or looking for signs and things like that. I think it's human nature to see what's going on around us and try to fit it into what the Bible tells us. And last time we recorded, we uh, took comfort in knowing that Jesus himself promised that he was going to prepare a place for us. Uh, King James Bible said he was going to prepare a mansion. <laughs> and uh, other versions say a room. My dad, bless his heart, he uh, he wanted a mansion. Okay. And uh, that Jesus said, if I go and do that, I'm going to come back again and uh, bring you to myself and you'll be with me basically forever and ever with him. I can't think of a better thing to look forward to. But what I wanted to say is people that I know who don't believe in God, who don't particularly have a Christian witness, who have not given their, their, their life to believing upon what Jesus did for us, those people too are getting shocked by what we're seeing in the world around us. It's getting their attention. Um, and I have found that the things, well, sometimes I quit watching the news because it's depressing. Mm -hmm. But what I did do pick up on on the internet and so forth is, is rather alarming, and I can only imagine how alarming it would be for people who don't know Jesus. Because where is their hope? What is it vested in? Um, on the internet, I was just looking at some of the things that people were listing. This is out of a, just a secular writing, a secular newspaper. A guy says, COVID-19 spread around the earth in a matter of days, resulting in death, mass shortages of food and supplies, shutdowns of basic services and goods. Major US cities, this is the next day's news, Major U.S. cities being overrun, set on fire, looted, officers of the law being uh, killed, citizens being killed, calling for martial law, all kinds of horrific things. It's even led some people to think, are we in this period of tribulation the Bible talks about? Are we in it now? 
which I suppose is debatable for personal reasons. I, I don't believe it. I believe these are kind of foreshadowings leading up to uh, a time of tribulation that the, the word talks about. Uh, people are now being conditioned to believe the government should control our daily lives. Um, and this is kind of an American perspective. You know, the end times prophecy just doesn't apply to America. It applies to all humanity, right, right, the world over. And I think we have to keep that in perspective. The minute we're convinced that this or that's going to happen in, in the spiritual realm, solely based on what's happening in the United States, we have to remember that prophecy and the things Jesus said would happen are occurring across the entire planet. And maybe you've heard, too, that uh, COVID-19, we've had pandemics before. We've had the Black Death and other things. But that's the first one that I'm aware of where it's affected the entire globe. Um, I found that there were like two remote islands in the Pacific that hadn't been affected by COVID-19. It's just a, a worldwide thing. But people are looking at all this stuff happening, not only how and the scope of it happening and where, but how often and how how quickly these it's almost like a tragedy of the day whenever you look at it you get up in the morning and i give thanks to god for the day and then i look at the internet and there's a new tragedy and one with, that has all kinds of wide sweeping impact um earthquakes locust plagues famines these are mentioned in the bible and they're taking place at various places in the world right now have you ever talked to somebody who said, no, there's not more of them, it's just that our technology has brought it to our attention much more quickly? What do you think? Well, I, I tend to think that that's part of it, um, you know, because there have been a lot of things. I know that before we went on, on the air today, um, Don was mentioning that, something about how his grandfather had gone through all kinds of things. Yes. Um, Don, what were some of those things that, that you were saying that he World lived wars, through? wars, yeah. Well, he uh, was uh, he fought for Britain in World War One, so he went in at the age of 18 and left World War One at the age of 23. So his first five years, you know, from being a young adult were nothing but war. You've had the Dust Bowls, um, and and Mick, I was thinking about the Spanish flu of 1918. Oh, that was a was big also, one. That was a big one that they contrast to COVID-19, ironically. Um, the Dust Bowls, we've had the financial failures of the Depression in that time. Um, there, there's a lot of similarities of that time period to today. Exactly, and those were significant, and the deaths from that Spanish one, Spanish flu, were uh, out of sight compared to the numbers we're seeing with COVID-19. Um, to give you an example of, of the uh, the threat of the day before I came over here to record I was looking at the internet and there's discussion now that uh, an EMP attack on the United States is being planned now if that happens we're back to the Stone Age you imagine what kind of uh, uh, pandemonium that would be the electromagnetic pulse attack it can happen naturally from sun flares it can happen by explosion of ordnance in the atmosphere over the, uh, the the country, 
But what it does is knock out everything electronic. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? Uh, if you're on an airplane, you better be prayed up. Uh, your cars won't run. Your digital wristwatch won't work. Your radio won't work. Your internet, you've lost everything electronic. And you can't watch Netflix. From Well, I don't do that anyhow. But, <laughs> <laughs> no but, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if we get an EMP attack, you know, that's just... Uh, speculation based on some intelligence apparently from the military side uh, then we couldn't record this broadcast or, or any broadcast like it it would be terrible so who well what are else what else are people looking at that, that kind of scares them well Christ, churches are being vandalized and burned down and the news stories uh, opt to uh, uh, blast the president for holding a Bible. It, just weird stuff is going on. And of course, there's a movement, a steady movement toward a global economy, global governance, uh, cashless economy, possible mandated vaccinations. It is, it is just downright scary. In fact, I feel so sorry for young people, young couples starting out wanting to live what's typically been a normal wife bring children into the world raise them to love god now they're tearing down statues of jesus um it is just absolutely out of control but what my point is is that the people around us who don't claim to know christ or believe in christ are starting to say hey this ain't normal mm -hmm. this is weird what's happening right and I just wondered, uh, what are your thoughts of how events like these have uh, affected people's view of their own mortality or their eternity? Um, and what, is, what does it do for the urgency of, of sharing our testimony in the gospel to reach the lost? Well, for me, I know that... Um you know, this this world that we live in and that we have lived in, especially since the Internet became so prevalent, it's it's just something that, you know, 20 years ago, most people couldn't have thought about it. How many um, people would have thought about the fact um, 20 years ago that you walk around with a cell phone in your pocket and you can communicate with everybody? I mean, I guess maybe 20 years ago they could thought of that, but but right now, people don't realize how you can be tracked anywhere in the world just about just because you're wearing or you have your cell phone on you. Um, I don't think a lot of people are realizing just how the uh, world has changed in just the last several years. And um, when you put this especially in light of how many years the world has been around, it's really been just a very, very small percentage of time um, in, in human history that these kinds of things uh, are able to happen. Sure. Don, have you uh, perceived any increased receptivity on the part of people to the, uh, the gospel and uh, their eternity as a result of what all's going on in the world? I would emphatically say yes. Um, a matter of fact, because of Facebook Live and forcing Danforth Church online, um, we had somebody down in Texas that has begun to look at Jesus because of the ministry of Danforth online. Wonderful. And a lot of it, 
And a lot of it was because of the pandemic. And a lot of it was because what's our sense of purpose as you live through pandemics? Absolutely. You know, and all, and, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait a minute. There's a Jesus that loves me. There's a Jesus that will care for me. There's a Jesus that will come again. And I actually have hope. Um, so we, we've seen some greater receptivity uh, to the gospel because of the time we're living in. Amen. Um, that's wonderful news. And uh, I have to say that's my experience as I share uh, the, my testimony and the words of Jesus over uh, the internet and, and the email, mm -hmm. even in while confined. Yep, there are people who have, um, obviously I think Don was the one who talked to me about it or, or said something one day that made me think about it, how much more ministries have expanded. And speaking of ministries, um, this is a ministry, Reconciling Grace. And speaking of ministries, sometimes they need to have sponsors. And so we're going to have a timeout for our sponsor, and we're going to come back with part two of today's episode of Reconciling Grace. Welcome back to our program, Reconciling Grace, where we've been talking about looking for the return of Jesus Christ should be of interest to just about everybody, including those who don't necessarily uh, believe in him as Savior and Lord of their life. We talked a lot about all the strange things going on in the world, and I don't think that's overstating it. Uh, it's hard to turn on the internet or the television and be comforted by the news. In fact, it's been often said that that business as usual, life as we knew it, will never be the same again. And as I speak and record on this program, there are all kinds of things out there. I heard of a church and or churches in California have been instructed that the people that assemble can't sing. Mm -hmm. They're prohibited from that. Some towns, uh, the mayors have them. Uh, wearing masks all the time, mandated, and now they're talking about mandatory vaccines. It is not business as usual in the world, at least as the world I grew up in. Well, I mentioned that I hold to the pre-trib position, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, recognizing that there are other views um, on when the rapture of the church takes place. I'd like to read you a little quote here from Thomas Ice. He's affiliated with uh, Liberty University, and uh, a lot of his writings that I looked at were, are actually like 11 years old at this point, but he said, the next event on the prophetic timeline is the rapture of the church, so he's obviously pre-trib too, which will give rise to the seven-year tribulation or countdown to the return of Jesus Christ to planet Earth, when Jesus would... Uh, come back in what we call the revelation at Armageddon. The signs of the times are passing by. Do you see them and recognize them? As we see the direct hand of God at work in history, we know that our day is a great and opportune time to be alive. And let me also add a very exciting time to be alive. My dad, as I mentioned earlier, uh, was constantly looking for 
the rapture of the church. He died in 2005 at the age of 82. He thought, uh, I don't know where, where he got this, but he thought God had promised him personally that he would be alive until uh, the rapture. Well, <clears throat> that obviously didn't take place. As time goes on, I'm wondering if I'm going to be <laughs> alive for the rapture. But uh, the same fellow I quoted from, Thomas I, says, all forms of pre-tribulational futurism, that's like a pre-trib rapture, said should oppose any attempt at the exact date setting of the timing of the rapture. The Bible teaches that the rapture is an event that has no signs preceding it. Well, uh, most of you listening may have been around in 1988. There was a fellow that had a book that said 88 reasons why the Lord's going to, or the church be raptured and the Lord return in 1988. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, there have been various groups and peoples actually set a date, and they're setting themselves up for um, embarrassment, to, to put it lightly, because the Bible tells us that no one knows the, the day or the hour, and yet we are to look for signs. At one point in the Scriptures, it says, if you see these things going on, look up, your redemption's drawing nigh. Yeah. And I don't know if that applies uh, pre-trib, during-trib, or, or what have you. Well, I think that it has to do with the fact that you can kind of see general timelines, but it's not like the weather radar on um, on whatever channel that you're watching where it says, now in the next three minutes, this uh, storm cloud should be over this city. You know, we, we know the signs of the times, just like Jesus compared it to the weather. He says, you know these kinds of things, and when you see these kinds of things, know that it is coming near, but he's not trying to say exactly when, so we don't know the exact hour or the exact day, but I think we can kind of get an idea that it might be soon. Well, I, I think those uh, signs are described in Scripture so that we do have an awareness. Right. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, too, when Jesus said, uh, Son of Man, or was it Jesus? I'm not sure. The Bible says Jesus will come uh, when you don't expect him. Mm -hmm. at the, and then there are the verses that say, you know, uh, look up, your redemption's drawing out. In other words, there's a kind of a balance there. We can't nail it down, and I think that's all purposeful right. uh, on, the, on the part of the Lord. Um, so uh, we, can, we can agree or disagree on the interpretation of many things, but there are some scriptures that we'll just look at them for what they're worth here. Um, and there are, of course, other scriptures, too, but in support of the uh, pre-trib rapture position, most will point to uh, a couple of sections of scripture. Pete, would you share with us 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 to 18? For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Anytime I'm admonished to um, uh, think about being with the Lord forever and being caught up to meet him, um, 
I, I'm encouraged, and, and I think that's one reason, important reason, we should study prophecy. Now, whether that takes place before the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation, at the end of the tribulation, the Bible clearly says that we're going to be, uh, or the ones who are still alive down here at the coming of Christ are going to be caught up to meet uh, Christ in the air. Very important uh, passage. Don, would you share with us uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 to 53? Sure. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. No, there's a lot of food for thought there. Um, how, how many times have you heard a pastor <laughs> explain that they had this first part of the, the section that you read here on a sign on the nursery door of the church, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Have you heard that, Pete? Yes. <laughs> I, I probably have. I had just not thought about it for a long time. Talk about your take in Scripture a little out of context, but it does, it does fit. <laughs> okay, changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, now, I've heard, I'm just going to explain a, a kind of a question, a puzzlement that I have. It's going to take place instantaneously, as in a twinkling of an eye is just nothing. I mean, we'll be caught up in the air. Yeah. Think about an eye blink. An eye blink, and yeah. I've heard it's even faster than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that, that's incredible, but... Um, the scripture also talks about we who are still alive and are left will be caught up after the dead in Christ will rise. It, and to me, I know it's a trivial question, but is there a lag time? <laughs> I mean, how long am I waiting to see these uh, people who have passed on in the Lord rise from the dead? So is it going to be instant? When, when is it instant? When my turn comes? <laughs> well, my thought is just, I, you know, I've thought the same question, Mick. I honestly have. Okay. And, um, you know, my thought is that if there's too much of a, uh, a delay in between, it's not going to be something that is all of a sudden and unexpected. So I'm thinking that, you know, how much bang, is bang, one? Yeah, like exactly. One blink, two blinks, that's it, you know. Um, that's just that's the way I see it. That's that's my understanding, and that's the 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 Vecchi International version or something. I don't know. I had a question for you. We're all going to be changed. That's wonderful news, considering the state of my mortal body right now. How do you think we're going to be changed? What will be different when that moment occurs? Don, you had some thoughts on that. Well, I, I'm sort of going to take a step back. When I was a youth pastor at um, Mount Greenwood Reformed Church, the subject of Jesus coming again and your body being changed, and I, I had a young lady there that said, well, I know what's going to happen. I said, well, well what's that? And, and the darling said, well, when my body changes, I'll go back to when I was 16 years old when everything was perfect. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
there was probably something I, terrible going on in the world then. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. You know, and, and the thing I always marvel over when I think about the twinkling of the eye and you put together everything being new for the Revelation 21 text is, man, wouldn't it be great not to have a body aching first thing in the morning? Amen. That was my whole intent with this question. To yes, you know, and think about, the, and even to realize as beautiful as creation is, because we know in Romans, even nature is groaning yes. with hold of sin. That's exactly oh, right. I'm, I'm wondering what that beautiful rose is going to look like minus sin. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and I think we do yeah. have a pattern to say what will our bodies be like. Uh, look at the resurrection of the body of Jesus, where he was all of a sudden amongst Amen. them, even though the doors were locked, yet he ate. He ate you know? fish. And um, I hope it's not fish, because I hate eating seafood. But other than that... <laughs> There's um, no Long John Silvers. Yeah, and, yeah. but yeah. Uh, then maybe my taste buds are the things that are have, have been uh, you know affected by sin, and maybe I'll like fish. I don't know. But the point being, I think that the pattern is that Jesus showed us what a resurrection body might be like, You know, maybe not um, confined by... by by our, our current three dimensions. So he's the model. We're going to have a body uh, much like his. Right, a resurrection body. That's what I would think. I think that's part of the reason why the Bible goes into describing it. Well, you know, this brings up a number of interesting points that are, that are just fun to ponder because um, I don't believe I'm going to be 69 years old in heaven. Um, I don't believe I'm going to have pains. I don't believe I'm going to have an artificial heart valve. If Jesus were to come right now, I would look for that artificial heart valve to just plunk to the ground. And I don't know what yeah. age I'll be, but it's going to be wonderful. Now, another thing that the listeners might even be interested in, uh, in my family, my wife had two miscarriages. I have... Uh -huh two children that went to be with the Lord before they were even born. Mm -hmm. And mm. I don't, I'm going to, I believe I'll recognize them. Yep. I believe I will be changed to understand who these children are that I haven't seen before. Yep. We have one of those as well. You have one too. Don, I don't know if that's impacted your life or not. No, it has ministry, but not my life personally. Okay. But to me, that's wonderful, and in theory, we'll all be the same age, I would think, uh, to be changed, because I don't believe the babies that are mine in heaven are going to be infants. So uh, right. in any event, I think it's wonderful to look forward to. Uh, Pete, any more thoughts on uh, what you're looking forward to about what's going to change with you? I think you've hit most of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if in fact there is a rapture that takes place and Christians are drawn out of this world, we are the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ went to prepare a place for us, and as such, a lot of uh, theologians have contrasted uh, him coming for his bride, much like a Jewish wedding where the groom went to prepare a place for uh, the bride. And I can only imagine what this world's going to be like if, in fact, that happens. Whether the believers, when the believers in Jesus are gone from here, empty homes, uh, just a huge absence of the influence of Christians, and as you said, the Holy Spirit within Christians in, in this world. 
It would be almost a hell on earth. I believe it, and that's a whole nother program. Right, and that's and that's part of what uh, we're looking at because, you know, the Bible does tell us that there is a spiritual realm to this world, that uh, we're talking about evil in the spiritual uh, forces in, in, in the heavenly realms, the spirit of the atmosphere or of the air. That's not Jesus. Right. That is, that is a bad thing. And folks, we are just up against it time-wise. So this is Pete Vecchi thanking Mick Wells for leading this study today, thanking Don McDonald for being with us. We'll see you next time. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace.